When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go hour number two on a Friday. Remember, if you're trying to get Mr. Wembenyama's attention, you might need to jump to find his shoulder. Brittany found that out. No charges. No charges will be filed. Chad and Zay with you on this Friday. They looked into it. They being the Las Vegas Police Department. They are not going to charge anybody in that incident. Hopefully, Wimbenyama is able to focus tonight. Hopefully, Brittany's able to figure out that whole British accent thing. And also, I apologize. I was trying to give Brittany a longer career than maybe she's having. I thought Brittany had been performing these last few years. One of our listeners heard Aaron Hogan say the same thing this morning, looked it up, just looked it up again for me. December of 2017, Zay. That's the last time she was doing the Vegas residency. Yikes. Whoa! I'm old, and it's been a while for Brittany. It's been a minute. I did not realize that. I, I got accused years ago. I think it was Kevin Dunn first accused me of this when we were doing a show together. He's like, everything for you is just a couple years, isn't it? Everything, no matter what it is. Like, yeah, the attack on Pearl Harbor. That's a couple years ago, right? That's a couple years. Yeah. Everything to me, it's like two to five years. There's nothing that, that's, that's my, my window of time, it feels like. I think that's a good way to live, though. I just, yeah, I think of everything as, oh, no, it's just a couple years ago. No, Chad, that's what my wife will tell me. It's like, do you realize when we were, she'll say, like, do you know what eight years ago was today? And she'll tell me, and I'm like, that was eight years ago? Yeah. And it just feels like a blank, man. So we're glad everybody's okay in the Brittany and Wimbenyama situation. We did talk about that today. Talked about Dame Lillard. Where is he going to end up? Will it be on a badass team? Will it be with a badass player? By the way, will somebody just lay the argument out? As long as we're building super teams around here, Zay, how about Dame time and Big D? I mean, come on. Let's go. Um, Let's go. Luca, Kyrie, wow. Dame Lillard. Let Grant Williams do some dirty work. Is there any chance that's a team? No. Okay. I mean, who's gonna touch the ball? Good uh, grief. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You gonna take the last shot, man? Ooh, you're that, gu- that's a lot. You are guaranteed Kyrie causes problems if you do that. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna get some big problems. Yeah, I think they're good with Kyrie giving him a hundred and forty something million. Real quick before we get to the Big Twelve, what do you think about the idea of just a of figuring out a switch, figuring out a way to get James Harden maybe out to Portland and get Dame to Philly and pair him up? With Joel Embiid, um, I Portland doesn't want those problems because they don't want to stunt the growth on their young point guard and Scoot Anderson right. and Shaden Sharp. They got a lot of good young guys at Portland, which is a big reason why yeah. Damian Lillard wants to leave. He wants that veteran leadership. He wants guys that have been there and done that and want the same things that he does at this stage of his career. Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, they've been to the finals twice. They ain't won it yet. So they still got that hunger because they want to get hoist that title up. And Damian Lillard, he can relate to that. These guys coming into the league, 
they're worried about that second contract. They're worried about, mm-hmm. you know, the next payday. How can I be in these few years looking out for myself and hopefully become an all-star? Then, you know, they say they want championships. Them young guys coming in the league, they don't want that yet. They want to live the lifestyle and stuff. Damian Lillard's been past that. Right. So bringing in James Harden, he wants the same things, even though James Harden also loves the other things, which is a big reason why Portland doesn't want him. And he's lost a step or two. And plus, James Harden's style of play, he's so isocentric. Like, Doc Rivers has talked about, straight up, I did not like the way that James came at me with my style of play. I wanted to get everybody involved, and that's why you would see sometimes James would have good games, and then sometimes James would be invisible because they would try to play a team game and throw it down to Joel Embiid and let him work out, and it just didn't work out in Philly, and that's how James Harden plays. The only person that embraced that is my Italian homie, Mike D'Antoni. That's it. Right. He's the only person that embraced James Harden for yeah. what he was, and that's when James Harden has his best seasons, and he won't be able to change this style of play. Like, I can't see James Harden ever playing off the ball, and that's a huge problem for him or his future in the NBA. Yeah. So, Philly, for Philly, that could work because Dame Lillard is that good. It's just that that, that trade can't happen. Yeah, Dame, great plan Dame without the work. ball. Yeah. He could come off screens. He's a great catch-and-shoot player, and he's a great uh, off-the-dribble ball handler as a – Pick and roll type guy, just like James Harden is. But yeah, you got to do more. And plus, we know James; he plays D at times. But all in all, he ain't playing no D. Yeah, see, that's my I, the thing I keep thinking for Dame Lillard is I got him in like I got him in the Kobe suit, and I'm trying to find somebody for that Shaq suit. And, that's what I'm looking for for Damian Lillard. And it's tough for Dame too, because yeah, he's asking for all these things. Like I want to go straight to Miami. Like you just signed an extension not too long ago, right? Like you just got paid again. So he's in a bad situation, and especially I think he's going to sit out. Yeah, especially if he's just going to state it that way, too. Because I didn't realize that he'd gone as far. I knew he liked Miami. I didn't realize he was saying Miami or nothing. Yeah, and you're telling other teams, if you make a trade for me, you're going to get an unhappy player, oh, which that's... I don't think that's true. Dame, I think he has more pride than that. Yeah, he's he'll gonna, work. He'll make it work, but it might be a little rocky at first. Yeah, no, you're right about that. That's that's weird. It's a strange, strange uh, that's a strange notion. All right, so uh, we will definitely keep uh, our eye on those stories. Damian Lillard, James Harden, all the craziness in the NBA. And again, no charges for anybody in that Victor Wimbenyama, Britney Spears story. Um, so we're closing in on Big 12 Media Days next week, Wednesday and Thursday, up at Jerry World. We're planning to be there on Wednesday, uh, just like the Longhorns are going to be there on Wednesday with Light to Tower, our show, and Ball Don't Lie. Two of the other teams that will be there are the Longhorns' first two conference opponents. So, Zay, the Big 12 media poll, we mentioned it yesterday. Texas is on top, then it's K-State. So those are the two teams they're predicting are going to face off for the title. The first two uh, conference opponents for Texas are 6-9, and nine, according to the media, and that is Baylor and Kansas. Which of these teams sticks out to you right now as a Texas fan? You brought this up to me yesterday. Like, wait, how do they start conference play? It's these two teams. Where's your kind of concern slash awareness level right now on these two teams? Uh, I think it's with the Baylor Bears. You know, I think that will be a very tough 
first game of conference play in Waco, and I think that's the main thing. Like, that's always a dogfight. Dave Aranda coming into his fourth year. Yeah, he struggled that first year, won the Big 12 in the second, where 2000, or excuse me, 2021, they were incredible, holding teams under 30 points every single game and, you know, beating the crap out of, oh, well, they beat Ole Miss pretty handily in that Sugar Bowl game. And then this past year, Dave Aranda, he struggled because he didn't hit the transfer portal hard. He was kind of against it, and he was trying to reward those guys that were on the second team in 2021 and thinking that it will translate in 2022. It didn't work out that way. Mm. They went 6-4. and four. They had that very embarrassing loss in Fort Worth in the uh, – bowl game against Air Force and now he's embracing the whole transfer portal they went out got over uh 13, 14 guys in the transfer portal, and those guys have came in and have done a decent job of making their way into the starting lineups and stuff. So I expect this Baylor team to be a lot better this season. I don't think they're going to go 6-4. and four. I'm looking more at 8-4 at and four maybe, mm. but hopefully Texas could get that dub again. It's the first game of Big 12 play, and it's at Waco. So that's always going to be tough, but I like Richard Reese. I I don't know about shaping yet. That's one of the biggest questions for me. I don't I don't know if you could trust him. He was up mm. and down last year and they brought in another guy. So I it's gonna be interesting seeing, you know, how his leash is gonna be. They got I don't know who they have early. They have somebody tough early. But yeah. Utah. Utah, that's it. They got Utah yep. early. And you'll definitely see what shaping's about then. But Dave Aranda, we know he loves to run the football. And if they could get back to running the football and letting his linebackers roam on a defensive end and they always have a good D tackle, then they're gonna be a solid Big Twelve team like they normally are. Yeah, no, they definitely are. It's uh it, 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 it's a it's just a game like we talked about yesterday. Nobody's really discussing this game too much. Uh, it's a great point you make on the transfer portal because you've got to embrace it nowadays, especially in football. Um, we know Aranda's a great coach. I noticed they got, a, they, they got a couple offensive linemen transfers from, ironically, BYU, and they played last year, but they're not playing BYU this year, huh. which is kind of interesting. Uh, that'll be fun, by the way, in the Big 12 in the future when they have that going, a little, little Baptist-Mormon church get together uh, yeah. with Baylor and yeah. BYU. I kind of <laughs> like that one. But another one that jumped out to me, Zay, Dominic Richardson, the running back that was at Oklahoma State, gave them about nine starts last year. You add him to a running back room that's bringing back the dangerous guys from last year with Reese and what's the other dude? Jones, right? Reese and Jones, Quail and Jones. They're both back. Then you add in Richardson we know that's what Dave Aranda wants to do. He wants to run the ball. He wants to – we were saying, talking about it yesterday. What The game he wants in Waco, we can all picture it in our minds. If it all goes right for him, we know what he wants to do to Texas and everybody else. So is that what happens on September 23rd? By the time September 23rd is done, we will have seen Baylor host Utah and host Texas. So those are two massive games early on. They start with Texas State. They got Long Island, believe it or not. And so they play their first four in Waco. Unless I'm missing a a non unless I'm missing some neutral site that I don't believe is there. Then they'll go to UCF. Uh, so they do play the toughest of the new teams, supposedly. And then later on, they'll go to Fort Worth before the season's done. They miss both Oklahoma teams, don't play either one of them, and they don't play BYU or Kansas. 
and not playing Kansas this year could be a big deal. So as we talk about these two teams that Texas is going to start the conference with, they do not play each other. They both play Texas, obviously, but they don't play one another. So Baylor has a big chance with that Utah and and or the Texas game to make a little statement. Yeah, their running game is always good. Like you said, Dave Miranda, he loves it. He wants to stick to it. But Shapin's going to have to make throws. And if he can make some big-time throws, I can see them finessing their way and winning a lot more games than the media gave them credit for in the preseason polls. So I you can never count them out. Rand is a good coach. He does it differently than a lot of guys. He's not going to get in your face and yell. He has that very soft-spoken tone, which at, at this stage of how players and kids are, they relate to that. You know, you can't just yell at these kids like you used to. That's not a thing. Mm -hmm. You got to respect them and show them that you care and that you give a damn. And I think he does that better than a lot of coaches in America. I think last year he just got in his own way. Like last year he just did it too much. To the, right. the fact that he didn't enter the transfer party, he was like, no, I love my guys. I trust my guys. Right. These guys have been busting their ass. They've been backing up these really good guys. A lot of them went to the NFL, these guys that helped win a Big 12 championship in 2021, and it doesn't work out like that. So bringing in other guys that fit your culture, they might come from different places, but they're your type of guys, and they just might be a little better. He's done that, and now he probably has a team that he can feel comfortable with competing against anybody in the Big 12. But at the end of the day, if Shapin isn't that guy, they're going to go through their struggles. They're not Everybody's just going to pack the line, put eight men in the box, and say, yo, Shapin, show us something. Yeah. And they still got dudes on the outside, like Monterey Ball, all the wins a dude out of Colleen. He's mm-hmm. one of the best small slot receiver guys in the Big 12. He can put up numbers. So he's a scary guy. And they got a couple of other dudes. So, I, you know, they're always a tough, scary team. And that game in Waco, it's going to it's gonna be a nerve-wracking one. Absolutely. Yeah, that's an interesting call you made about getting them up into that eight-win category. It's going to be interesting to see. There's some games later on. Like, they host Houston. That's a game they've got to win. they got to beat Iowa State at home as well if they're going to get up into that area you're talking about. Um, so that'll be interesting. By the way, I didn't know there was a Long Island football team. As much as people make fun of the SEC, and don't worry, we will, for non-con, Long Island? Good grief. Come on, Aranda. Uh, and you're right, by the way. I, I really hope we get to talk to Dave Aranda next week. Oh, man, uh, that'd be great. At Media Days. He's that kind of guy. I just want to let him talk football. I want to try to soak up some of that. And, yeah, these kind of teams need to embrace that transfer portal because it's a real good way for you to re-rack stuff. Getting a running back like this from Oklahoma State. We're going to talk about guys this next week or so. Go look throughout the Big 12. Bama transfers, Georgia transfers, Florida transfers, Florida State transfers. We mentioned the Florida State guy that's going to end up at what? K State, right? The Florida yeah. is that mm-hmm. who it was? Yeah, Florida yeah, State right. to K State. There's all kinds of those stories out there, and it's a way for you to do it. He, he, you're right. He looked at it like, hey, you've spilt blood for me at Baylor, so I'm gonna let you have your chance. And I respect that. And that's cool. He just needs to mix that in with, and you need to make more Baylor guys. Yeah, take more guys, right? Or in the case of these offensive linemen, take guys from BYU to Baylor. Bring them across the religious divide line and say, no, 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 no. Let's not go blue and white with that. Let's go. Let's let's show you what the green and gold's all about. But he needs to just convert more guys because the more they're around him, the more they love him, the relationships. We got a story, by the way, today coming out of Northwestern. I don't know if you saw this. 
Pat Fitzgerald has to take a leave of absence because of hazing incidents at Northwestern. I saw that. Did you see that? Yeah, I can't do that no more. He is going to begin an unpaid suspension today and is not set to start preseason practices uh, until – they don't start until early August for preseason, obviously. But he starts uh, a two-week suspension for whatever that's worth at this time of year. But ev- uh, investigation found evidence to support a claim of problematic conduct – I bring that up to go back to your point. Nowadays, that stuff doesn't work anymore. They're not letting them go to some camp anymore because apparently that's where it started. Players going off to an off-site camp. Hazing stuff gets started. That I'm sure a senior did it to a senior did it to a freshman yeah. 10 years ago. We did this back with my day. Everybody had this dud tool. So now you got to do it again. You got to keep right those things passage. going. So the guys like Dave Aranda and others are breaking that pattern because they're not being the stereotypical coach. Like you said, they're not screaming and yelling. They're trying to get these guys better connected. And nowadays you got to get the connections happening fast because it could be a grad transfer one year, and it's a big deal. He's only going to be here one year? Right, but we needed a right guard, and if this works out, it's a big-time year. Yeah. That, that's huge. Absolutely. A big part of Dave Aranda's defense is their nose tackle. And they went out and got a guy, Boykins Jr. He's from NAR, uh, JUCO. He played on the team that went to the national championship in JUCO. So, mm-hmm. hell yeah, you bring him in. Yeah. He probably caused havoc to get his junior college team to the national championship. So if that could help your defense and help your team in the long run, sorry third-string guy that's been busting his ass all spring ball. If you're not good enough – it is what it is. Keep working, buddy. Yeah, the other thing with them, I hope that Siaki Ika makes something of himself in the pros. He wasn't quite what Baylor needed him to be. He was good at times. He wasn't consistent enough, though. Yeah. That's what they need. They need to find, and you're talking about where, whether it's from the, the transfer guys or not, they got to find something on that defensive line. So losing Ika feels like a big deal. I don't think Baylor fans would tell you it's as big a deal as you would think because the guy wasn't. Super consistent for them. Yeah, but, I mean, really, it's just to clog stuff up so those linebackers can roll more than anything. So sometimes those nose tackles, their stats, it, they could get hidden from their, mm-hmm. their real production, you know. Baylor goes to Cincinnati this year. They go to K-State as well. Back-to-back, K-State and TCU. That's a tough little stretch. That is tough. And then they finish with West Virginia. That one they should win to finish the year. But uh, at K-State, at TCU – Definitely tough, and obviously they host the Longhorns September 23rd. So that's the first conference game for Texas, and then they finish, then they come right back off of the game to Waco, stay in the state, obviously, and then host Kansas. And uh, Zay, this is the team with the preseason offensive player, Jalen Daniels. We talked about it yesterday. I heard the afternoon show talking about it as I was driving home. This is the ninth team, according to the media, that they're going to finish ninth but you're saying their quarterback's going to be the offensive player of the doesn't year? doesn't add up. What is that? It doesn't add up. But in terms of the danger of a game like that, your next game, if you're a Texas fan, your next game is OU. How dangerous do you think that game could be? You're a few weeks away from Bama, whatever has happened there. You come off of Waco. Let's say you go to Waco and you do what you're supposed to do, and you beat Dave Aranda's group. How dangerous do you think that little gap game could be with Kansas? Very dangerous because you beat the brakes off them last year in Lawrence, and they're going to look to get some revenge. I mean, Lance Leipold, 
he's basically the Nick Saban of D3 football back in those days mm. when he was winning six national championships at Wisconsin Whitewater, went on to Buffalo, did great things there, and now he's at Kansas completely changing that program around. It's not just the basketball school, and you got a guy like Jalen Daniels who the media just picked a player of the year. I mean, Jalen Daniels was dominating college football and Kansas was 2-5-0, and oh, then he got hurt, and that's when their season completely changed. So I, I expect them to be a lot better. And, again, with Texas' schedule, it's so much tougher because everybody's looking at the SEC in, in 2024. I understand that and thinking that this season, it doesn't compare to that. No, but this season is tough on your way out. Plus, we talked about who knows how the officiating's going to be, who knows how you're going to get treated, mm-hmm. and everybody's going to want to beat you because you're Texas and and you're leaving, this might be the last time you ever get to play them. So Jalen Daniels, he's the man. A lot's going to be put on this back, but don't forget about Devin Neal. Devin Neal at running back went over 1,000 yards this season too. He's a dog, and they got weapons there. So Texas, they should win these games, but it ain't going to be no walkthrough. You know, it ain't going to yeah. be rump roast. It's going to be tough, hard-fought games, and Steve Sarkeesian's coaching is going to come to play. You don't want it to. You hope the talent just, you know, oversees the coaching. You always want that, and you're getting to that point. But like we've been saying all week, prove it. You're going to have to prove it. And everybody's saying that Texas is going to be one of the top teams in the nation. You're going to have that bullseye on your back. And Kansas, they're going to have guys and weapons and good coaching to make life difficult for you. So, yeah, you're going to have to prove it, but you should be able to handle your business against Kansas when they come into town. Obviously, throughout the season, Texas is going to need to have a good run defense. How about this? The preseason All-Big 12 team, the two running backs are one from Baylor, one from Kansas. It's Reese and Devin Neal, who you just mentioned. So the Longhorns will get that test. Also, the center, Mike Nowitzki, uh, the senior 65305. He is preseason all Big 12, according to the media. He will be the guy uh, snapping the ball. Uh, a lot of experience there, right in the middle of the line. How about 10 coming back on offense? Seven coming back on defense for Kansas. That's another reason why those that think Kansas could maybe make a little bit of noise, that's why they think that. Early on, it's just Missouri State. Illinois is an interesting game. They host Illinois. You, if they can get by that one at Nevada, then BYU. And then they come to Austin. Might be 4-0. Maybe. Might be 4-0 headed to Austin for the Kansas Jayhawks. So just a thought as we get uh, closer to the to games, 57 days away from Texas's first game. But we thought we'd take a look at those first two conference opponents today. Let us know if you have any thoughts on Baylor and Kansas this year. Coming up, it's the Flex segment, District 25, 6A, getting a little bit of spotlight. Oh, there are definitely two teams we could talk about there. Zay's got where we at in society coming up. And at 2.05, we'll see if we can catch up with Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com. Big week for recruiting in football. Obviously, basketball got good news this week as well. We'll get uh, Ketch's thoughts on all of that and the football. Football season to come, Big 12 media days, if there's any snubs for him on the all-Big 12 team, and did the media get it right, is he predicting Texas to win the conference? All that coming up right here on The Horn. Chad and Zay. Ha, 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 ha. 
As long as you're talking about NBA Summer League, UFC 290, and Las Vegas, how about the Ace of Spades? There's plenty of those in Vegas. Hopefully you get it at the right time. Motorhead on a Friday. The Ace of Spades. Oh, it's a jam, man. I really should make you listen to an entire Motorhead album. I'd be down for that. Yeah. There's a couple There's a couple we could let you listen to. It's a great song. Great stuff. Good old-fashioned hard rock with a little bit of speed thrown in. And I don't just mean pace. I mean, back then, there were pills being taken. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there were pills being taken. Uh, Motorhead, 38 Special, and Don Henley getting us started today. All right, so now... The development in the Wimbenyama Britney Spears story is that Zay, we have the footage. Somebody has footage from like all the way across this hallway. TMZ has acquired it. We've gotten the we have the zoomed in version and the slow motion version. Police have now said that they believe Britney Spears was struck in the face by her own hand. She reaches out. To touch Victor Wimbenyama, the security guard does swipe his hand, but ultimately they believe he hit her hand, which then hit her in the face and maybe knocked the glasses off. So now I've rewatched this video a couple times. I think I would agree with them. You can definitely see, and he, you know, he takes a reckless swipe. There is no reason from in my estimation for him to do exactly what he did. Yeah, that's a wild swing. A little rambunctious. He swings behind him. He has no idea who it is. He doesn't know if it's a man, woman. It could have been anyone at that point. Come on, Damien. And he swings a little wildly and then ends up knocking her hand possibly into her face. Brittany needs to get, you know, if I'm Brittany's friend or, in this case, her husband, I might tell her, hey, instead of, like, chasing after this guy at the door, like, we're going to eat. If we're going to eat, or even if we're not, let's go through a process where we talk to the security people and say, hey, I'm a big fan. Can we get a picture? I'm sure it'll be, like, you know, work through the process here. But, again, I'll still say what I said earlier, Zay, after seeing this video, if I was the Spurs and I wanted to stay above it on a good classy level, leave Victor out, but one of your people did that. One of your people swung wildly, didn't need to. Just say you're sorry. Say you're sorry she got hurt. That's it. I'm good with the apology now. Just a quick, right? Don't After you see it? <laughs> now I've seen oh it. Oh my god! I really feel like Backhand. they're hand. They're yeah. It's a I. Because the, they gotta be, they have to have more awareness. Like you, pro- you probably hear her shoes tapping, right? I know it's loud, it's Vegas, but still, you probably hear something, right? She's com- you, you gotta be just on head on a swivel. Like that has to be better. She is coming up on you. You're walking. You're a group of people. You know it's there, and it's like, oh hey, Victor, 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 and she is not. By the way. At the moment he swings his arm, I don't even know if she's made contact with him yet. Victor kind of turns his head. She might have gotten cloth. And by the way, it's the middle of his back. If you're wondering where she's actually touching him, if it's anywhere, it's the middle of his back. Say she's not even really close enough for Victor to feel that she's there officially. And my man's still swinging his arm like that. I don't know French culture very much, Chad, but this ain't a grab, Victor. She ain't grabbing you, bruh. No, that there might there might be another language barrier there where I get it. English is a second language. Mm-hmm. I always have to keep that in mind about these overseas cats coming to the States. But when he said grab, like she grabbed me, 
both you and I were thinking that waist grab, yeah. a hole, maybe a pull of a shirt. And that would be silly. Which would be wild. Right, but she didn't do that. She didn't do Come that. Come on now. So that, an apology needs to be had here. Even in... Whatever her Britney-ness is right now, whatever the state Britney is in, she did not run up to Victor Wimbenyama and try to bear hug him from behind. Yeah. That did not happen. She certainly doesn't need to get any kind of charge here. And in the end, maybe Damian Smith doesn't need to be charged with anything, like a police charge. But, again, probably an apology yeah, would be. I'll say Damian did his job, but, yeah, he was a little reckless. Yeah, he, exactly. He did his job <laughs> recklessly. Because you know what else? Let's say let's say you're right and Britney Spears is five three five four. He's lucky it was Britney Spears in a way. He's lucky it was a forty something year old woman. What if it was a teenager? What if that was some rando in Vegas, just a kid in Vegas, and you arm swiped some kid you don't even know? You're t- Victor says hours later he found out it was Britney Spears. You're the security guy. You need to assess that in a half of a second, dude. You're walking in, something, somebody is, Victor, 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 you need to turn, face the thing that's saying Victor and find out what it is, whether she's saying Victor because she's from Mississippi or whether she's saying Victor, oh, Victor, because she's weird and she likes to talk in an English accent. Figure it out. Address the issue. And that's what he didn't do. Yeah. That, to me, is what the Spurs need to apologize for. Sorry, Brittany. Yeah, that's not. You don't deserve it. She's had a tough life. That's not good, man. She's had a tough life, especially as of late. Not good. And I agree with her, you know, her people or whoever put out that statement about, you know, it needs to be about respecting all people. Yes, it does. And Victor Wimbenyama is about to enter a world where he's always going to be seven foot three. He's always going to be the biggest thing in the room, literally and figuratively, a lot of times. Going to have to learn how to deal with that. And you know what? Here's the other thing maybe a little leniency for Spurs security people. What have Spurs security people had to guard the last few years? Tanking? Oh, man, that's cold. I mean, seriously. Kendall Johnson is a good player. Keldon Johnson, excuse me. I didn't get his name right. Now, to to link it up to a current story, congrats to DeJounte Murray for the four-year extension with Atlanta. Oh, yeah. $120 million. He got paid. They uh, Maybe a little security was required when he was in San Antonio. No, nah, he had his own security. He didn't trust me. The way where he from... Up in that Seattle area, nah, yeah. he got his own crew. He ain't, he ain't got no. They'll probably have these problems. They've been a lot different with they were with Dejounte. Dejounte, yeah. Boy. What's the cat they had from Colorado? White, uh, Derek, Derek White? White, Derek White, who's bald now? Is that right? Yes, he shaved him. They which Charles Barkley and Shaq, y'all need to apologize to him. Because they bully shamed him into shaving his head. Oh, damn. Because they were clowning his uh, ass. Oh, making on, fun of the hair. Yeah, man. inside the NBA. That was cold blooded. Yeah, so all these years. So this is where the Spurs security force, they just need to ratchet it back up. Y'all need to focus back in, get some training to get back to Duncan and Tony and Manu and those nowhere. days. Just I'm I'm just saying those days, there was I'm sure there were people walking up to Tim at the H E B when he's trying to buy some ribs. You know, he's trying to buy some barbecue utensils. I'm sure some random lady comes running up to him. Oh, Tim, 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 I love you. Can I get a picture? And they had to tackle her in the produce section. Tim Duncan's Rastafarian looking ass ain't go nowhere. (laughs) He stayed at his beautiful San Antonio home all day, every day, until it was time for games, practice, and show up to the airport to travel with the team. Other than that, he was probably back in the Virgin Islands, chilling. They've never had these problems. Nobody in San Antonio, like, 
only person that maybe would have had these problems, which it was a different time, like you had that crazy ass woman that we talked about recently coming into the uh, jumping on the field in baseball games and kissing pitchers and stuff. Oh yeah, like, Morgana. Yeah, Morgana. It Just was had during, a birthday. It yeah. was during that era. Uh-huh. Iceman George Gervin might have been the only person. Yeah. That because he was smooth player. He was the Iceman. But everybody else, David Robinson, his Navy self, he was at the crib. Tony Parker. Maybe him, if anyone, but he was probably with Eva's crew. She probably had her own security team that, you know, yeah. didn't have to anything to do with the Spurs. So, yeah, man, they ain't used to these problems. They got to get better. Yeah. They got to get better. Got to get a little better. Yeah. So, hopefully, uh, glad it was no worse than that. It did have a kind of a Spurs feel to it in a way that nobody was seriously injured, nothing crazy. Imagine if that had been like James Harden, Dylan Brooks, some of these other guys in the NBA that just draw the draw, Kyrie Irving. What if that's Kyrie walking into a restaurant in Dallas? I mean, in Vegas. Yeah, it's a very different story. Oh, James Harden slaps his own people himself. Yeah, like he just slapped the hell out of dude outside the club in Vegas right before the playoffs. By the way, speaking of, I don't know why I just thought of this. Did you see this weird video? Uh, I was watching the Wimbenyama stuff on TMZ. That's why I saw this other story. Did you see this thing from the Machine Gun Kelly concert? No. A fan showed up with a sign that said, "I came all this way for Machine Gun Kelly to punch me in the face." So Machine Gun Kelly references it during the show a couple of times. Man, I don't know if I want to punch you in the face. That seems weird, but you did come a long way. So eventually he gets the guy to agree, like, look, you're not going to – no. And he does reach out and lightly punch this dude in the face. Wow. And the guy then immediately gives him double thumbs up and smiles his ass off. We're in a weird world. Like, that's what you wanted? Like, so then you go brag to your friends? See – that's what punched. Saying stuff like that makes me feel like what Damien did wasn't that bad now. <laughs> <laughs> like Damien, like you can't oh trust these crazy God. ass people. It's weird, dude. That that's what his defense will be. That's what his defense ultimately would be. So again, no charges, and now the police are thinking that instead of again, just in case you're thinking a member of the Spurs security like literally backhanded Britney, not quite true. It was a reckless bit of arm movement, but it knocked Britney's hand into her own face. And if you're Brittany and you're a little messed up, you just know your glasses got knocked off and you saw an arm flailing. And so Brittany might not know all those details. I could understand all of that. So glad everybody's okay. And that's the latest on that story. All right, let's get you a quick flex segment here. And I've got another preview out there for you for high school football. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right. Remember, flxatx.com. We talked about the district previews getting cranked up uh, yesterday. We talked about the Weiss and Hutto district yesterday. How about 25-6A? A little preview for you there to remind you about last year's records. Obviously, Vandegrift would be the pride of that division division and district from last year, going all the way to the state title game. But don't forget about Round Rock. They were Nine and two, and Mason Cochran and the crew just won seven on seven. That's going to give them a little energy, Zay, oh, going into man. the season. Yeah, they ready. That's good stuff. Vandergriff, Round Rock, Maynard was seven and four. That new quarterback at Maynard, something to keep an eye on. I'm interested to see how they change out there. That offense may be changing a little bit with the Joyner brothers moving on, one moving to USC and one transferring to Bastrop. And let's see what they look like. But for me, that Vandergriff, Round Rock matchup, I watched it live last year because I could, you could feel. 
feel that it was going to be important. I got to see Mason Cochran. You and I both saw him in different worlds. You saw him play basketball live, and I got to see him play football. And you saw Brown Rock play a couple times live yeah, football-wise too. That dude is so impressive to watch. And now that he's got that under his belt – I can't wait to see how his confidence grows. The passing part of it. Right. I'm still going to say you don't go win seven on – I know your defense is awesome. You can't go win seven on seven if you can't spin the ball. Absolutely. So I want to see what they look like. Vandergriff's going to be interesting with Adams. The Adams brothers moving in. Jacob Henry to that offensive and defensive line. Miles Coleman, one of our favorites. So District 25-6A, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's one of the best districts in Texas. And I think Mason Cochran is one of the toughest players in Texas. I mean, going back to that basketball game I saw, oh. he had to get at least 15 stitches in his head. And he was trying to go back in the game, but they wouldn't let him. Like, they was like, bro, you might have a concussion. He was like, no, I put me back in there. And I was like, yo, this dude, he's different. Dude, he looked like head injury guy from like a World War oh, One movie. It was bonkers. So. And he was, he was trying to get back in? Yeah, yeah. And you think about that with football, like, that's your leader. That's who I want on my team. I need guys like that. And like you said, it's a lot, it's always been about his legs. Now that he's showing his confidence with his arm going into 2023 season, sky's the limit because that defense is already set. And I think they're are going to be one of the best teams in the state this upcoming season. Yeah, and if you're a round rock and it's fourth and one, why in the world are you not running quarterback sneak every time? Oh, yeah, easy move. Jalen Hurts, Philly quarterback sneak every time. Yep. Get somebody behind him to push. Maybe Leonard Moore. Put Leonard Moore in motion. His big athletic ass. That dude is you can, <laughs> He's so athletic. In fact, run him in motion as a distraction and then right at the snap, let him turn <laughs> and just start pushing Mason right. Cochran. I think you're getting your yard. Yeah. That's yeah. a fun team, man. Don't forget about the Dragons as we get closer to the season. Flex segment every day at 1.30. Coming up at 2.05, we'll try to grab Jeff Ketchum from orangebloods.com. Big recruiting week, obviously, with football uh, always going on. And then the basketball news of the week. What's he thinking of the Longhorns as we get ready for big Big 12 Media Days. Up next, it's where we at in society. We'll see what Zay's got. There's been a lot of weird stuff going on lately. We'll see what the latest is next on The Horn. Chad and Zay. Right to the point. Right to the point. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is going to be... It's going to be a little... It sounds like it would be right up my alley, but it's going to be a little bit off the path for me. I feel like I'm... Am I supposed to know that voice? (laughs) There's, like, multiple names in my head. I always want to go with a few. I'll pick one of the ones I always go with. So, like... I don't know, Diamond Head? Man o' War. Man o' War. There it is. Metal right. Days. Metal Days. Man o' War. I always think of like Saxon. Saxon, Man o' War, and uh, whatever I just said. Those are the three that jump out to me. But yeah, Man o' War. All right, there you go. What's it called? Metal Days, you metal said? Metal Days. D A Z E? Yes. That's clever. Say that? Yeah. 
Oh, my God. My man's got some pipes. Man of War Motorhead 38 Special. And Don Henley. By the way, I'm rocking. It's been a good music day. Oh, it has been a good music day. Hopefully, it'll be a good music weekend uh, for my daughter, if not for me. Tomorrow, I am going to be rocking the Motorhead shirt to go see one of these One Direction guys. Louis ah. Tomlinson, live in Houston. Louis. Louis's British, so I thought we'd get show support. I'm wearing a British band for him, and we'll see what, how it goes. I'm going to be in there with all those crazy teenagers trying to make sure mine you know, comes home with me and doesn't go on tour with Louis. So... Where's this at? This is at Cynthia Woods. Okay. The outdoor, we're undercover. We've got the covered seating, so we don't have to fight. I'm not fighting any of those kids on the lawn. Yeah. Because it's going to end up worse than Brittany and Wimby if we were out there. Ah. <laughs> There's no way. I can't have my old. Plus, I learned at the Weezer show, I don't need to be out on the lawn anymore. My, oh, yeah. My yeah. stupid old back doesn't need that. I'd rather stand. Can you bring something like a chair? No, not anymore. Uh. They've gotten all environmental on the lawns now. Just bring a blanket. Damn. It's all they let you bring. Yeah. It's a shame. Louis's no Harry. No, I don't think he is, but she's excited. Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll be interested to compare those two shows because that scream I heard during the Harry show from that crowd, whew, it was savage. Now, Louis's the one that wrote a lot of One Direction stuff. That's true. So he helped make Harry. That's right. Apparently. Apparently, they still get along. Okay, that's good. Yeah, apparently, they're, they're getting along. So, what about yeah. Zane? That's the only one I know. I feel like he's the edgy one. Zane's the one with the dark side. Dark side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Zane is the, the mysterious one. one. Apparently, from what I understand, Zane and Louie do not get along very well. I respect that. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a big big deal. I'm sure Ain't I'll... nobody coming to see you, Louie. That's right, Louie. I'm sure. <laughs> One Direction ain't nothing without Zayn Malik. Why do I know his name? David Ruffin has paved the way for every band member that is salty, jealous, angry, and feels like they don't get enough credit in the band. It's so wrong. It's just so wrong that I know all these things. All right, coming up, uh, we'll try to catch up with Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com. I'll be honest, I texted him and I have not heard back. Uh, he is a busy man. He uh, is busy. Yes, I, I did not try him during the break, so we may just have to go with uh, the roulette. But you know what? Zay's got something coming up with an NFL, another NFL list. I'm fascinated by this list. Oh, I, it's oh, I have not looked yet. It's promising. Zay found a list about NFL quarterbacks and third down conversions that I really want to hear about. We'll either do that at two or two thirty next hour. So be with us for that. Also. I know you like to be here at 145 or so every day when Zay tells you where we're at in society. It can get a little weird. Here we go. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay. um, Victor Wembanyama and Britney Spears were in a story together this week, so you can't get weirder than that. Where are we going? Very true, but it's going to get very interesting. So we haven't talked about Michael Rubin's white party, have we? No, we have not. Yes, Michael Rubin is a... Basically a quadrillionaire, and okay. he's the owner of Fanatics. Oh, okay. Love so, Fanatics. Yeah, Fanatics yeah, is yeah. ridiculous. They make big-time money, and obviously he's invested in a lot of things. Dude has money, and the dude knows people. At this white party, Chad, were the likes of Kevin Hart, Jay-Z, and Beyonce. Um, now let's clarify. The white party means everybody has to wear white. Yes. Okay, it's not yeah, like— Justin Bieber was there. There you go. Yeah, it's not just skin color. It's not like he's saying. That's why I named all these black people first. Okay, good. That's excellent. That's good. You front loaded. You front loaded the discussion. Okay. Exactly. Yes. It's like like Wimbledon. Think of it as Wimbledon. Everybody's got to wear white. Yes. Just a lot of beautiful people looking great in white. That's from 
legends like who might think of James Harden was there. Okay. To Haley Bieber, Justin See the, Bieber's wife. The white's really going to set off that beard. Right. That's really going to be good. It's also a great idea because you find out sometimes people's true beauty, the good looking, whatever the qualities they have. When you wear white, it is a, it, it, it really shows you off because you got to bring something to it. An exactly. all white outfit. Yeah. You, you got to really show up with something. People some. were pretty basic. I'm not going to lie. It was yeah. all about the watches. The watches, they were ridiculous. Really? Way more than the home that you live in. Or whether watches some of oh, these people I'm were sure. rocking on their wrists. Yep. And where I stay, just ridiculous. Uh-huh. So the highlight of the party was Tom Brady oh. and Kim Kardashian, I who apparently. We're very flirty with each other at the white party, dancing together on the beach, and hanging out at night. Really? Tom Brady, I see you, dog. What goes through your mind when you've spent that much time with a world-class Brazilian model, and then Kim starts flirting with you? What goes through your mind? You're living. Man. Living, because you know, if if Tom Brady was still playing, if he was going on, what would this be? Year 22, 21, If he were to yeah. play this year, something like 22, that, 23, yeah, whatever yeah. it would be. If he yeah. was going on, I'd be concerned because we know that Kardashian curse is real. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's all true. That booty could mess up that beautiful vision that he has on that football field. Yeah, all this means is he'll be a terrible broadcaster. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what she ain't doing this year, Chad. Right, he's taking a break. He's taking a break. This could be the year of, just year of Kim. Just chilling. Dude, now that is an interesting. Can you imagine that? You might be. You're one of the greatest that's ever played. Many think you are the greatest NFL player ever. Finish your career. Take a year off. You've been married to Giselle. You date Kim for a year, and then you go into broadcasting. Exactly. Whew. Yeah, you don't got to stay along with her too long. Just got to, you know, hang out. Chilling. Wow. Being a player. You Tom Brady. What you could pull the old which is real. I just got out of a relationship. I don't want nothing serious. <laughs> Very easy. And you might look like a D bag, but well, yo, it's real. And certainly Kim could definitely play that card because I don't care how long she's been out of it. When you've been in a relationship with Kanye West, there's there's, you know, emotional drama there. Yeah. So she's still dealing with him because they have child or children together. Yeah, kids together. It's multiple, multiple kids, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So All she, her kids are Kanye. I and think. they're both dealing with the same thing, just with different people. Obviously, yeah. Kanye and Giselle, I'm assuming, are different to deal with. But they each know what they're going through, right? You went through a divorce with a high-profile person that things can get a little wacky. So let's just talk about life and love and football. Sierra has written the blueprint on going from crazy-ass rapper to NFL great quarterback. Was Sierra at the all-white party? Yes, he was there. Dude, Sierra in white must be breathtaking. That woman, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. In white? I get it. Oh, my goodness. Any per- When you're talking about all-white, I'm looking for somebody that's got at least a mid-level skin color. Mid to dark is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. That mid, you know, like car- the, the light caramel all the way. Tan all the way up. And Sierra, ooh, that's got to be perfect. Yeah, yeah. You know she was looking right. Oh so, my God. look, Kim, very different from Kanye. That's that's a good move for her. That's a good move. God, Tom, you, that's a great move. If you've been having conversations with Kanye West for the last, like, 10 years, and you start talking to Tom Brady, what does your brain do on her side? Yeah. That's got to be a whole—that's <laughs> got to open parts of your brain you didn't even know were there. 
at that point. Now, I've seen multiple reports. Some say that they're just friends and they're just having a good time, but others are saying that, hey, look Mo into this. This could be for real. Dude, I think it'd be even better if it was a platonic relationship and they just used each other to get dates later. Like, she uses Tom Brady to end up dating Gronk later on. Oh, that'd be brutal. Right? And then he uses Kim Kardashian to end up dating, I don't know, one of her thousands of acquaintances that might make sense. Some musician, somebody that Kanye knows, or, or whatever it is. It's like, wait, Tom Brady's dating her? How did that happen? That was Kim. Yeah. Kim set it up. Now, before we get to break, mm-hmm. if I told you there was a Dallas Maverick, current Dallas Maverick at the party, who would you guess? Hmm. My guess would be Kyrie. Nope. Luca? Nope. Grant Williams was there. Oh! Living it up. Networking. X Factor? Just got that 50-something million. Mr. Ugly Work is there? He is there. I like it. Go everybody ahead. Was, Go ahead, Grant. Everybody was trying to clown him like he's the odd man out. No, if you're invited to that party, you're somebody. Good I don't give a him. damn who you are. Yeah, good I, for him, man. They're probably asking, uh, you probably got asked a lot, now who are you? And that's okay. You're there, Grant. Yeah, you're there. Right. You're in the building. You're in the building. Just got that big deal. They know you got money in there. That's exactly what he's going to be doing in Dallas. There's going to be a lot of, hey, who are you? Oh, don't worry. You'll find out. You'll find out. You try to make a move in the lane, you will find out who Grant Williams is. Oh, yeah. I love seeing Grant Williams there. The pictures are hilarious. Go do some dirty work for me, Grant Williams, as a Mavs fan. Do what Rick Barnes taught you in Tennessee. Please. Please. The Mavs need some of that dirty. I need some nasty. Isn't that what Rick uh, – isn't that what – Pop said years ago, yep. give me some nasty. I need yeah. some. You think that's going to go into Rick Barnes' recruiting process? Like, hey, I get guys to the league, and I get guys to Michael Rubin's white parties. Couldn't hurt. It couldn't hurt at all. Could not hurt. These kids care about a lot of weird stuff nowadays. <laughs> they so do. I'd pull it up on social media. I'd tell Grant, hey, Grant, send me a video of like you and anyone from that party. Any picture you've got or whatever, I'm going to show it to my guys after a film session. Absolutely, I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be my next move if I'm Rick Barnes. All right, 2 o'clock hour coming up. We'll see if we can catch up with Jeff Ketchum, talk some Longhorns. We'll definitely talk some NFL quarterbacks as well. When it is third and long, who are the best quarterbacks in the NFL for converting that third down? Zay's got the list. It sounds like there's some surprises on there. I'm a Cowboys fan, so you know I want to know where number four is. We'll find out on the horn.